Fat guy, jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Fat guy, jack guy, two wacky goofballs talking about stuff. Two biological brothers talking. Welcome to Fat Guy, Jack Guy, where every October we welcome the ghosts of our dead ancestors to eat Reese's Cups with us. Those are just the facts. I'm Brendan Walsh. And I'm Sarah Fabino. Today we're going to be... I wish we be, could do that. What? Welcome the ghosts of our dead yes. ancestors? To, yeah, I do Except too. Except they would probably like... My ancestors would probably hate me. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> there'd be a lot of things that they wouldn't be okay with. <laughs> Reese's Cup's probably one of them. Yeah, They'd be like, what be the like, fuck is this shit? What is this shit? Yeah, this is bullshit. Where's my handmade pasta? Yeah, give me a loaf of <laughs> crusty bread. <laughs> yeah, today we're going to be talking about Halloween or spooky traditions around the world. Because to call any of these Halloween for yeah, me is a little Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, it's pretty wrong. Yeah, to call it Halloween. But yeah, we dove in and did some fun research about places around the world and how they celebrate what we in this country call Halloween. Right. We technically celebrate a day before everyone or most everyone else because they mostly yeah. celebrate All Saints and All Souls Day. Sure. Which is November 1st and 2nd. If you believe in that kind of thing. If, you be- <laughs> if you're a scary Catholic. <laughs> you're ooh. a sick fuck. Before we dive into all that, obviously, you should become a patron of Fat Guy Jack Guy by uh, going to patreon.com backslash fat guy jack guy. $3 a month will get you all sorts of dope bonus content. We've so got much bonus content. So many sweet bonuses up there. We do it every week and it's such a delight. Our patrons have given us what we are recording on right now. That's a new mic. Yeah, it's a new mic, and baby. And there's plenty more where that came from. That's a Blue Yeti mic. It's a fucking Blue Yeti. And that's thanks to our patrons. And it, this probably sounds a lot better now that we have this mic. I hope so. What if it sounded worse? <laughs> like so our patrons funny. did no, this to us. No, I don't think us. it's true. I don't think it's true. Yeah. Yes, $3 a month. There's plenty of extra bonus content. Please become a patron and like tell your friends, you know? Also, just tell your friends about Fat Guy, Jack Guy. We spend a lot of our time just met, trying to find ways to drop the fact that we have a podcast to other people. <laughs> it would be helpful if you did the same. Yeah, that's a normal thing to do. <laughs> Help us expand our business. A good way to do it is be like, hey, you listen to any new podcasts recently? Yeah, I am. I am. And then start that conversation. And then you talk about Fat Guy Jack. Yeah, it's that's amazing. That's what's up. All right, let's talk about some Halloween <laughs> let's shit. Let's do it. All right. We're going to do a little preamble. Yeah. Just a little bouncy preamble here. I guess when I think about Halloween and the way that I celebrated it as a kid, I had a real typical Mm -hmm. New England suburb situation. Right. It was spooky where I grew up. It was spooky all the time. And I remember really enjoying walking around the neighborhood, that crisp fall air, the day that my brother told me, hey... Get that little, you know, plastic jack-o'-lantern, replace that with a pillowcase. You're going to be filling oh, that a lot more that's candy. that's a good day. That's the cheat code that's right there. A good day. <laughs> that's a big The day. pillowcase is the cheat code. It's yeah. true. A weird thing about my neighborhood is that our neighbor, next door neighbor, she lived in a brown house. She was a kind of a mean old woman, <laughs> but every year she had an extensive haunted house. Oh, that's awesome. Where she invited 
everybody who came in, she dressed as a witch. She took Halloween very seriously. And she had like dozens of her adult friends in <laughs> on this collaboration to create a haunted house. Well, she was just a witch. She might have been you a literal witch. You guys thought she was mean, but actually she was just an actual witch. <laughs> she was actually witch. eating kids in there. <laughs> no, she was one of the good ones. Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, she was yeah. all right. She yeah. gave us candy and stuff. <laughs> But yeah, we'd go into that haunted house and it was, I guess, relatively scary until we became old enough to realize that it was just people trying to scare you and yeah. then you become a dick about it, Yeah, which I did in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. We went in there and really of ruined course. everything because we were assholes. Yeah. But I, I do have the fond memories of this stereotypical American Halloween, which I think is something that is like seen around the world in films and media. Totally. I feel like I had that experience when I think about Halloween. I really, really loved this holiday as a kid. Yeah. I had the same. We were very lucky to have that experience. Like my, me and my family, like we did all the typical Halloween stuff. We always dressed up and we always went trick-or-treating. Got to. In South Florida, that is like... To be so dedicated to dressing up and going trick-or-treating, that means there's a commitment (laughs) to that holiday. Mm -hmm. We're going to celebrate against all odds because in late October, it's still kind of hot here and also humid and sometimes it rains. So my family would pick costumes, we'll try to pick costumes. You know, obviously they asked us kids what we wanted to be. But they would try to pick costumes that were a little on the cooler side, things that wouldn't be so bad if we were, like, taking off pieces of it mm. as we, like, went along, which happened quite often. But, yeah, we had a t- very typical Halloween. We would usually go to my aunt's house because her neighborhood had a lot more families than the neighborhood where my mom and me and my brother lived. And they would throw, like, a little family party there. My aunt would have, like, Halloween-related treats and, like, spooky treats or whatever. Spooky treats. You know, like, the worms with the in the pudding. Oh, that's my the, favorite. Yeah. Worms, the worms and dirt. Yeah, worms and dirt. Yeah. yeah. She would have, like, a punch bowl with, like, eyes floating in yeah. it. The typical, like, shit. But it was just for my family. And then all of the people in her neighborhood, usually, they would sit out in front of their garages giving out candy. Sometimes they were, like, dressed up or whatever. And so we would just go to each house and, and get candy. And then we would go home and like inspect our loot, maybe watch a scary movie. Because my fam- as I've said in this podcast, my family is really into watching horror films together. That was kind of just it. It was just very traditional. Around Halloween time, we often, not on Halloween day, but around Halloween time, we went to things like haunted houses and stuff like mm. that. But it was not anybody in the neighborhood who was doing it. It was like the, you know, the different storefronts and stuff that would do it yeah when we got older that kind of got old the only thing that really freaked me out when i was older was at this park in deerfield beach they do like a haunted park so you have to like walk through this wooded area Mm, (laughs) and that is scary yeah that's very scary so we we would do that around halloween time but mostly on the on the day of halloween yeah it was dressing up trick-or-treating that's it i think i dressed up until i was like 14 yeah, I did too. It was I was pretty we had old. A last final hurrah. Yeah. And then my cousins, my little cousins were born the year before that. And I went trick-or-treating with them, bringing them around until I was like 18. So, I kind of like celebrated Halloween with my family, with my like my extended family until I was about 18 you years trick old. You trick-or-treated until you could legally smoke. Yeah, cigarettes. I mean, they didn't, they didn't I didn't get any candy it was for the kids at that time, though. but I would steal shit yeah, from them you obviously cuz like, yeah, like how parents do, you know. Yeah. 
so yeah, they would send us out with the little kids and we would go around trick-or-treating with them and then come back and have the little family party and that was it. Our last trick-or-treating experience, we did a documentary type That's thing. That's so funny. Where my friend Will Valley and I yeah. dressed up as insurance salesmen. <laughs> we had these characters. We had a voice. That's awesome. We have the video footage of it, which I will show yeah, you. Yeah, you need to show me. It I need to see it. truly ridiculous. I need to see it. Maybe we'll put it on Patreon as an we extra. We actually should, yeah. <laughs> we will put this video on Patreon because it was... We were either received as like, oh, these guys are so funny. Look at these funny kids. Yeah. Or people were like, get the fuck off really? my doorstep, wow, you people, pieces of shit. People got mad yeah. about it? The last one that we have in the footage is a guy who was like so mean to us. Wow. We were 14. That's <laughs> like, so crazy. We are goofing off. Yeah. It was jackass era, so I think okay, we were like. Okay, maybe you're just acting like. Im- imbued with a, that A little spirit. immature or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. What is, what is your favorite guy. costume that you ever did? Great question. I think I redid either Dracula or Jason probably like three times. Okay. So yeah. you, so you loved that costume I so much that I returned to that you well. It? it was just it was an easy one. Because it was one. easy. Oh, it was easy. Yeah. It's not your favorite though. Yeah. I don't even know what my favorite costume would have been. I, I would have to really think about it. What did I even fucking do? I know. All those years. I know. I have, I have two in my mind that are very particular. I don't know if I would call them my favorite, but they just stick out in my mind as like, this is a weird child who uh-huh. chose these costumes. The first one is I dressed up as Death from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey oh, one that's year. that's fun. Okay. And that was like third grade. And I also dressed up as Sherlock Holmes in like the sixth grade. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So those two stick out like, oh, this is a very particular child. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cute. Who wants to do these very particular weird characters in media or whatever? But yeah, I just, I loved Halloween. I still do. I just don't do a lot for it anymore. It's kind of hard to celebrate if you're an adult without children. It is. It's so Unless weird. Unless you like to party, which is... Which, yeah. Like you also grow out of that when you... Yeah. Like, there was a hot time in Halloween, like, 19 to 22. Where yes, it was totally. Like, oh, college Halloween was great. Yeah, college Halloween was amazing. And then you I also used to go... I spent a lot of my, like, college Halloween time in Gainesville, which is also kind of... It's older, so it's a little creepier because there was a punk fest that happened every year around that time. It still happens, actually. I shouldn't say that happened. But there was a punk fest that happened, so it was a big music festival. And, yeah, people would get dressed up, and people would have house parties and stuff. It was really cool. So, yeah, college Halloween time is amazing. But It is. Should we talk about the origins of Let's Halloween? Let's do it. So those are our Halloween yeah. origins. They're pretty fucking basic yeah, stuff. pretty basic. You know? But we're, cute. We're Americans. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Everything we do is basic. Yeah, but it's cute. If you didn't know what the origin of Halloween is, first of all, grow up. Do your research, okay? <laughs> but the modern American Halloween... No, that's what this episode is for. <laughs> no, I'm criticizing the Stop people. Stop criticizing them. <laughs> criticizing them You're like the worst knowing. teacher ever right now. You pieces of if shit. you didn't know this, you're a fucking idiot. But I'm about to tell you. Modern American Halloween comes from Ireland. It is a holiday... That is called Samhain. It is spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. So if you've seen that, it's pronounced Samhain. It's that was a, Irish. I know. It's like, get get over it. That's Samhain. Yeah, it's Samhain. <laughs> I think we can all agree it's Samhain. It's a Gaelic festival that marks the end of the Celtic year. So it's pretty much Celtic New Year. The Celtic New Year ends on October 31st and begins on November 1st because those mark the end of the harvest. You know, they're structured by the harvest. That makes sense. Come on, harvest people. I get it. 
The Celtic day began and ended at sunset, which is kind of cool. So that's why Samhain begins on October 31st and ends on November 1st. So that's straight up Halloween. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. Here's a quote. It's first mentioned in the earliest Irish literature from the 9th century, and it's associated with many important events in Irish mythology. The early literature says Samhain was marked by great gatherings and feasts and was when the ancient burial mounds were open, which were seen as portals to the other world. Oh, that is dope. Some of the literature also associates Samhain with bonfires and sacrifices. Human okay. sacrifices? No. Okay. Cattle sacrifices. I got excited. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Maybe there were. Wouldn't it be know. dope if you could just... <laughs> At... You could just K-word it the, the worst purge. person in your village? <laughs> it was the purge for one night. <laughs> That'd be a dope movie for us to make. It'd just be called Thank God. <laughs> Thank God this is copyrighted. Yeah, I know. We're going to write those films Another one day. Another horror movie. We're going to write those films one day. So Samhain corresponded with the time when cattle were brought down from summer pastures and slaughtered, and bonfires were lit for their cleansing properties. Samhain is a liminal time period. Mm. Everybody loves that word liminal. If you graduated (laughs) from college, you love that word. Or if you went to grad school. If you went to grad school, you really love that word. (laughs) In this liminal period, the boundaries between this world and the world of spirits and fairies were opened up. So during Samhain, spirits and fairies were believed to come into our world and interact with us. Because of this, people left food out as offerings to spirits in exchange for their livestock surviving the winter. That's so nice. You know? You got to give the spirits and fairies a lot of food. (laughs) This horrifying like ghost comes over and like gets a piece of bread and like, thank you. (laughs) I wish. I hope it looked just like that. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) It's also said that dead relatives visit during Samhain. Makes sense. Yeah. Spirit world is open. Dead relatives are going to come on over. So people would set tables to accommodate for their dead guests. Damn, this shit is just the same everywhere. It's the same everywhere. (laughs) It's so wild. It is weird. People would dress up in spooky costumes sometimes and go from house to house asking for food. And this was called mumming or guising. (laughs) This involved groups of young men dressing up as spirits and threatening to do mischief if they weren't given treats. (laughs) Oh, so trick or treat. (laughs) It's just trick or treat. I was reading this, I was wow. like, this is too on the nose. Yeah. Like, we're doing similar stuff. Although, I guess the the threat of mischief has kind of gone away a bit. It has. It's not the same. Yeah, kids should be threatening to do things. In wealthy neighborhoods. In wealthy neighborhoods, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Don't ruin poor First people's First of all, shit. all kids should be trick-or-treating in wealthy neighborhoods, even if they don't live there. Get that good candy. Go get the, go get the full-size Dude, candy bar. Full-size candy? Uh, that's, that's the life. I'm not sure if they had that in ancient Ireland, but if they did. <laughs> so, of course, one of the most famous things about Halloween comes from Samhain. Mm-hmm. You know him. Jack O'Lantern. Oh, Ever heard of this yeah, guy? Yeah, that guy. So, the huh. traditional illumination for geysers or pranksters abroad in the night in some places was provided by turnips or mangle wurzels <laughs> hollowed out to act as lanterns and often carved with grotesque faces. Mm. They were also set on windowsills. By those who made them, the lanterns were variously said to represent the spirits or supernatural beings or were used to ward off evil spirits. Hmm. So that's why the jack-o'-lantern exists. That's cool. Yeah. They were 
meant to be really spooky. If you look at images of the original jack-o'-lanterns, like carved out of gourds and shit and turnips. They're freaky. Absolutely terrifying. Wow. Way scarier than our beautiful little pumpkins. <laughs> well, now you can put anything on a pumpkin. Yeah. You just print it off that website. What? Yeah. You can print the little sheet off the website that gives you a stencil to cut from the pumpkin. Sick fucks. I know it's amazing though. It, it that's cool because people because people do really cool pumpkins. Yeah, I you mean know? that's I I want to do that. <laughs> like a pumpkin with like George Costanza's face on it. Oh, that's pretty That'd dope. Be sick. Yeah. Kids don't know who George Costanza is. These that's for that's for the parents. That's the problem. That's for the. Yeah, that's <laughs> the I'm trying to isolate the issue. <laughs> so of course. When you're talking about ancient Ireland, you're also talking about colonization, specifically of the church, right? The church coming into Ireland. So there was a merging with church traditions sometime around the 9th century. Mm. The Western church endorsed 1 November as, of course, All Saints Day. Right. This was possibly due to the influence of Alcuin, who was an English scholar, clergyman, and poet. Mm. And 2nd of November later became known as All Souls Day. Right. It's believed that over time, Samhain and All Saints and All Souls influenced each other and eventually syncretized into what we have as modern Halloween. Okay. So it's this blending of all three of these holidays. Most all of the American Halloween traditions come from the Irish and Scottish immigrants who came over and brought their Samhain traditions and so that's why we got Halloween as we do now. Hmm. Samhain is still celebrated throughout the neo-pagan world, as well as <laughs> Wiccans will celebrate a version of Samhain where they communicate with spirits. It's celebrated in Ireland to, you know, pretty great extent. They have cool parades and shit. Yeah. Most of the festivities of American Halloween are rooted in Samhain traditions. I talked about all of those corollaries above. Mm -hmm. The only difference is Americans will take a maximalist approach to everything. Right. So (laughs) this formerly like religious holiday, which is a blending of the spirit world and our world, we've replaced that with like killing and gore. (laughs) Like like rather than like, yeah, spirits are scary or whatever, but we replaced that with like a guy just beating a guy to death. (laughs) Like that's our Halloween. (laughs) Like, like, our Halloween de- decorations are just mangled bodies on <laughs> someone's so front true. lawn. We're just cool with that. It's so <laughs> like, that's not what a spirit My is. My neighbor ha- has literally has a fake body impaled <laughs> on his front lawn right now. You can go yeah, to my like, street and see it. It's so ridiculous. Continuing on, one thing I want to talk about. In regards, is, to, in regards to Samhain? Yeah, okay. is the Irish treat that, that um, oh, okay. they've historically eaten. Because I'm going to make it this weekend. Oh, so okay, cool. I'm going to... Wow, you're really making your ancestors proud. I'm trying to bring <laughs> my dead grandparents back. <laughs> <laughs> so they eat a bread called barmbrack okay. that is made with like a sweet bread dough. with You add some sugar to that and you add raisins and sultanas. Okay. And then you bake it. So it's kind of like a cake, not quite a it also bread. It sounds not like kind soda bread. Cake. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like soda bread. Yeah. But when they made it for Halloween, I'm not, not Halloween, Samhain. When yeah, they made Samhain. it for Samhain, they would put shit in it and it was meant <laughs> to be like a fortune telling game. Oh. So here's a quote. 
In the brack were a pea, a stick, a piece of cloth, a small <laughs> coin, a ring, and a bean. Are you putting all these things in yours or what? Yeah. So each item, <laughs> okay. when received in the slice, was supposedly to carry a meaning to the person concerned. The pea, the person would not marry that year. The stick... Mm would have an unhappy marriage or continually be in disputes. Jesus. The cloth or rag would have bad luck or be poor. (laughs) The coin would enjoy good fortune or be rich. The ring would be wed within the year. And the bean would have a future without money, which kind of sounds a lot like just being poor. That's fucked up. Other articles added to the brack included a medallion, usually of the Virgin Mary, to symbolize a religious vocation. Although this tradition is not widely continued in the present day. <laughs> because you can't put that much shit in bread. You can't. Also, it's sad. It's There's <laughs> only one good one. It's pretty fucking... Two good ones. Sorry. Okay. It's disgusting and sad. Yeah, it's disgusting and sad. <laughs> Two out of six? Every, are... every Halloween. That would be bad. What if you got the stick or the bean every Halloween? Yeah. Your, your mom's like, all right, you're time poor, to eat this fucking barn brat. You're poor and you're going to argue with your wife all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you get to Fuck. Happy sowing, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, so that, that's a little bit about sowing. I really rushed through it, but that, you know. That's really fun, that's though. That's where Halloween comes from, folks. Yeah, that's really fun. I really, I, I like the idea of fortune telling through food. It's, it's fun. But I just wish it was more positive. <laughs> yeah, why I can't guess they it's all not nice? more positive because it's Halloween. You know, it's got to have like a little twist or whatever. Yeah, but... a little twist, and also, you know, ancient Ireland. I mean, yeah, I guess things weren't too great. It wasn't too fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of wet. It's kinda cold. Cold and wet. <laughs> no wonder why so many of them ended up in New England. Yeah, they just natural. They were like, "This is where we're supposed to be." Yeah, just a place that's slightly this shittier. This is our place. Yeah. I researched. Halloween in Italy, which isn't really a thing, but since you were doing your, since you were doing Ireland, I was like, I'm going to do my ancestors. I like this. You know? Coming together. Yeah, we're coming together. I didn't actually know anything about any of these traditions that happen in Italy. My family did not retain any of this stuff. Also, I couldn't find anything that was specific to Naples, but I did find some things that were specific to Sicily, which those are the two regions where my family is from. You can probably guess there is no actual halloween in italy it's just they have picked up a lot of american actually american traditions mm-hmm. not even irish or it english had to fly over the atlantic to go <laughs> right back over yeah such a waste so they've picked up a lot of american traditions there's a lot of like big parties in florence that are halloween parties on actual october 31st mm-hmm. but it's all modeled after what happens in the U.S., right? I mean, kids don't really trick-or-treat or or anything like that. It's just the costume party aspect of it. Yeah. But they do publicly celebrate the holidays of All Saints Day and All Souls Day, as you just kind of described with Samhain. Mm -hmm. And as, you know, we kind of mentioned in the beginning that all this shit is kind of the same. A lot of these traditions are similar to Samhain, actually, as you were going through it. I recognize that. Like all of the Halloween-related stuff, including Samhain, the celebrations of All Saints Day and All Souls Day have their roots in pagan celebrations of life and death. So it's interesting to think about how these things got from one place to another or that these people were just thinking about the same things mm-hmm. yeah. in the places where they were. That's, that's kind of mind-blowing. All Saints Day or Festa de Agnesanti. Ah. I'm going to butcher a lot of these Italian <laughs> words just so everybody knows. I did not learn Italian. It doesn't have too grand of a tradition associated with it. It's both a Catholic feast day 
and a bank holiday. So everyone gets off on All Saints Day. Like the whole place is shut down. Especially like little towns, you can imagine literally everything is shut down. That's why it's great to which be Which is there. dope. I know. You get nice holidays. Yeah, you get actual holidays. When stuff closes down, it really closes down. Yeah. Like, there's no store open, yeah. you know? Everybody really has a day off. Depending on local tradition, many Italians on All Saints Day will go to a midday mass. So it's like a special mass for that day, and it's in the middle of the afternoon because before that, they have a colorful little, like, procession that ends in the city center. So they kind of have, like, a little festival that ends in the city center, and then the rest of the day, they eat. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're just eating. So Italian. So, so Italian. For All Souls Day, or Il Giorno dei Morti. Yeah, that sounded that pretty good. That one sounded pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Italian Day of the Dead. So there's lots of traditions associated with it. One thing that was pretty widespread around the country was, that has kind of like gone away in more modern times is that people would prepare an Il Piatto dei Morti or a dead's dish, hmm. which usually just had like chestnuts and milk on it. I guess that's what they thought their dead relatives would want in the afterlife. <laughs> chestnuts and milk. Very yeah, strange. It's the thing you miss most. Yeah. You know, about, when, you're in heaven, when you're in heaven or hell, that's what you miss. <laughs> I can get chestnuts. everything except for chestnuts and milk. <laughs> it's fucked up. Mostly on this day, cemeteries have tons of visitors and they have like lots of flowers and candles it's very similar to the mexican day of the dead it's just that obviously they use different flowers and they don't have that altar tradition that mexican people have when they're celebrating the the day of the dead as you know italy hasn't been a unified country for very long so until 1871 the region we now call italy which is a bunch of disconnected states and many regions just have their own traditions. Many of the traditions are similar in that after their trips to the cemetery, the families go have another feast because, you know, we can't fucking stop. That's no. all we do. It's um, <laughs> all we fucking do. Can't stop oh, it's, oh, it's a day? Yeah. <laughs> let's, have, let's have more food. <laughs> Each region has its own traditional food associated with the celebration. Basically, every region has a tradition of making dosi de morti, so sweets of the dead, which are just left as offerings to the dead, same as Samhain. Mm-hmm. In very rural areas around southern Italy, some families continue to lay a table with a second dinner so that their ancestors will feel compelled to return. Folks, Similar to Samhain. We're, we're all the same. We're just all the same people everywhere. Since all of the regions have their own specific ways of celebrating I couldn't find everything from everywhere, but I just got a few specifics about each region or like ones that stick out that are doing something different than other places. So I, I, I have a few here. In Puglia, which is the very southern part of Italy, so if you're thinking about the map, it's the heel of the boot. Mm-hmm. Some towns celebrate the tradition called Fuca Costi e Cosi Priatori, okay. which means bonfire and heads of purgatory. Okay. Very strange. I don't know. They need to condense that name <laughs> a little bit. So for this tradition, bonfires are spread all around town, like all around the various towns, and people carve pumpkins to resemble human heads. What? As I said before, 
they also put out tables, but in this case, the tables are, prepa- are prepared like outside of family homes so that everyone in the neighborhood or the, wherever people live, they all share food. So the tables are like super long. Cool. So it's more of like a town feast as opposed to like family feast, which is cool. Just like in Midsommar. Yes. <laughs> it's the same thing. But less terrifying, I guess. <laughs> in Calabria, which is also in the southern part of Italy, just to give everybody geographical locations, but this is the toe of the boot. That's where Calabria is. They actually do pumpkin carving, just like you were describing for Samhain. Mm-hmm. In the villages, in the village of Serra San Bruno, children carve pumpkins to reproduce a cacolu du mortu, which is just a skull, and they walk around town asking "Milu pagati lu cacolu," <laughs> which means "Will you pay my skull?" <laughs> that I love. We should retain yeah, that. I know it's such a. <laughs> More morbid trick or treating. It's so fucked up. It's really good. But also, I like the idea of like people just putting money into the jack o' lantern. Can you imagine anything more terrifying than a little Italian <laughs> child coming? Will you pay my skull? <laughs> Milu, Milu pagati lukakalu. <laughs> I love that tradition. It's amazing. I guess that is like trick or treat. It didn't say anything about them threatening mischief or anything like that, but yeah. that's kind of trick or treating. That's mischief, and mischief enough for me. Just the skull. Just the, pay Just my the pumpkin skull. skull. <laughs> pay my skull. Pay, will you pay my skull? In Sicily, so we're still in the south, obviously. We're on the island of Sicily. They have a, kind of a weird tradition that feels vaguely Christmassy. Basically, if the kids are well behaved all year, they're given canistro, which is a basket full of toys and sweets. It sounds pretty benign, but actually, they think these baskets are from their dead ancestors. Oh, sure. So that's a little wild. Yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> so, like, basically, you if you are good, you wake up on All Souls Day. Mm-hmm. And there, if there's a basket there, it's because one of your dead ancestors brought it for you. Yeah, the corpse of your great aunt which is, <laughs> dragged it which in. Which is insane. <laughs> Apparently, this tradition is so popular in Sicily that there are little pop-up shops called Fiera de Morti put up just for this occasion where parents can go and buy their kids like pre-made canistro baskets. Mm. So it's, it's like something that they're still doing and something that's like really popular among the people there. On the island of, Sardin- of Sardinia, their holiday has various names. In the north of the island, it's called Sumortu Mortu. And in the south, it's called Is Anamedis. And they actually do dress up in the south. They wear masks. So they, have, they just have like a tradition of creating... Children create their own masks and then they wear them. According to old tradition, across the island, people prepare a dinner of handmade pasta a glass of wine, and a full water jug on a table without cutlery. Also, each table has an oil lamp to let the souls eat in comfort. Hmm. So they're just supposed to eat the food. Like, it's just for the yeah. people who are dead to come and eat. Ghosts don't but use cutlery. But they don't cutlery. get any cutlery. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's said that houses do, who do not do this will be haunted by the angry ghost that comes back to like get the food. Sure. They also have kind of something that is like trick or treat. It's it's they have a saying. It's sus benius po is anamedes, 
which means we came for the little souls, <laughs> <laughs> which is also a scary yeah, thing for a kid to like say that. Creepy ass Dude, they shit have creepy they shit in Italy, man. They're weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids say this and they get these little treats called pabasinas, which are little beautiful, like decorated raisin desserts. Mm. That's kind of fun. Yeah, raisins. I guess again. I don't know why. Yeah, raisins. There's raisins in the barmbrack. So yeah, I, people love raisins. I guess because they're really sweet. Yeah, I'm not. So, I like raisins. Yeah, I'm not a raisin hater. Remember, these traditions are coming from before we had refined sugar. Yeah, before so now we, we can just to... put a Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> in that thing. So they had to find the sweetest thing that they could possibly find, <laughs> and it was a raisin. <laughs> okay, two more regions in Tuscany. So now we're in the north. Obviously, they have Ben de Morti which is just a chance to remember people who died through some act of kindness or through an act of charity. Usually what happens is people just donate leftover food that they have to shelters Mm -hmm. and places where homeless people go to receive support. Specific towns also have particular traditions. In the town of Castelpoggio, every year people organize huge lunches where the whole town is welcome doesn't matter who you are where you come from etc everyone is welcome to come and sit at the lunch kids also receive something called a svelza which their necklace is made of boiled chestnuts and apples mm, they love chestnuts the most delicious food but then like every italian dessert has hazelnut i don't get it like they love chestnuts but then every uh, doesn't make there's an episode sense. there yeah there's, <laughs> what's up with the fucking chestnuts italy in lombardy which is this is like the furthest north you can get we're like all the way at the top now there's a tradition to leave a pitcher full of water for thirsty souls that are going to come in and they also have sweets called Fava de Morti, or Beans of the Dead, and they're just macaroon-like little almond cookies, so they give those out to people and kids. Contain no beans. They contain no beans. Oh, good, all right. I guess almond. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Close it looks enough. like a bean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, so as I said, like, there's not there's not a one thing that people do just because it's it had been separate states for so long. I'm sure that all the other regions that I didn't mention probably have their own stuff going on. It's just like not well recorded in a way in research that I can access Mm -hmm. from here. I mean, that's a lot. That's pretty comprehensive view of all the things. Yeah, I went north and south. You You covered the geographical I did the two islands. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on. And like I said, it's so similar to Sam... I was going to say Sam Hain. It's so similar to Samhain (laughs) in that they're kind of just doing things that they think will make alive people happy yeah for the dead essentially yeah so just setting a table with food that would make yeah that would make somebody who's alive happy so you're just doing it for the dead. they're just kind of like trying to make the souls more comfortable yeah which is interesting it's about hospitality for yeah dead. It's, because <laughs> it's about hospitality you know, for the dead you know because in in Samhain, that's the 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 you know border between the dead world and right. the living world. Yeah, everything's so. like a little blurry. They're just coming in. Yeah. You know, they're coming into your home. I wish that things really were a little blurry. Me too. It's That'd kind of a dope. bummer that they're not as blurry Maybe as they Maybe then I'd finally be. get to see a ghost. Oh, you would, brother. That'd be sick. What's interesting about what you just said about all that Italy shit and Samhain is that there's a corollary in all of East and Southeast Asia. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was... I was like that is excited weird. when I read about this, and then I realized that I celebrated several oh, of these holidays there. in Laos. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's what it was." 
I was just like dragged to temples and they're like, here, give this food to this. <laughs> I'll talk about what that was. But I think it's really cool to see that. Yeah. Not only is this a thing that is located in one part of the world, this is everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere in the world around this similar time period of the year was doing something to convene with the ghost world. Yeah. In East and Southeast Asia, they have something that is sort of called ghost festivals. Mm -hmm. That's the way that they describe yeah. all of these various things going on. They're not intended to be scary, <laughs> as Halloween and to an extent Samhain are. <laughs> Rather, they're festivals that display reverence and compassion for the dead. The season for various ghost festivals occurs between August and early November. So that's kind of the spooky season. Spooky season. <laughs> that's the spooky season. With numerous festivals and holidays meant to commemorate and communicate with the dead, convene with spirits and dead relatives, and give offerings to the dead. Ghost festivals of various forms are practiced throughout East and Southeast Asia. In Chinese culture, the 15th day of the seventh month in the lunar calendar is called Ghost Day. Hmm. And the seventh month in general is regarded as the Ghost Month in which ghosts and spirits, including those of deceased ancestors, come out from the lower realm. The lower realm? The lower realm. So these are the demons, actually. No, I'm, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. They don't think of it like that. Yeah, but you know, they're in the <laughs> lower realm. They come up to the <laughs> upper realm, I guess. There's only two realms. Yeah, there's two Upper realms. Upper and lower. <laughs> so the ghost festival is held during the seventh month of the Chinese calendar. It also falls at the same time as a full moon, the new season, the fall harvest, the peak of Buddhist monastic asceticism, the rebirth of ancestors, and the assembly of the local community. Hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of yeah, similarity there to Samhain. Totally. You have the harvest. You got that liminal space between yes. dead world and living world you have connection to ancestors which like the italy thing as well same idea during this month the gates of hell are opened oh, up shit. and ghosts are free to roam the earth where they seek food and entertainment <laughs> the ghosts, i yeah, like the, yeah, i like, like <laughs> dinner and a movie folks <laughs> they want it off <laughs> They're so greedy <laughs> the ghosts are believed to be ancestors of those who forgot to pay tribute to them oh. after they were dead, or those who were never given a proper ritual send-off. Mm -hmm. They have long, needle-thin necks because they have not been fed by their family or as a punishment so that they are unable to swallow. Wow. So the ghosts that are in this Chinese ghost festival are like damned souls, and they are they need to be fed in order to like have peace at okay. death. Okay, okay. So there's that sadness thing going on there. Yeah. Family members offer prayers to their deceased relatives. They might offer food and drink and burn hell banknotes and other forms of Joss paper. Joss paper items are believed to have value in the afterlife, considered to be very similar in some aspects to the material world. So they got money in the afterlife. That sucks. It dude. really That's blows. really bleak. Yeah. People there better burn. not be any fucking capitalism Dude, in the afterworld. I know. Even if it's... Well, I will go to the gun store in that world. It would make sense <laughs> in hell. <laughs> so people burn like various effigies to please the ghosts. So they'll burn like paper houses, paper cars, mm -hmm. shit like that. But I want to talk about Buddhism because I celebrated a holiday in Laos that corresponds to this. And I think it's really interesting looking back on that now. So Buddhists and Taoists hold ceremonies to relieve ghosts from suffering, because that's what Buddhism is yeah. all about. You know, you gotta relieve that suffering. 
many of them holding ceremonies in the afternoon or at night because it's believed that ghosts are released from hell when the sun sets. Like Samhain. That's sick. Altars are built for the deceased and priests and monks alike perform rituals for the benefit of ghosts. Monks and priests often throw rice or other small food items into the air in all directions to distribute them to the ghosts. After the festival, yeah. they have um, lantern festivals. Yeah. And I participated in this lantern festival yes. in Laos. So people will float water lanterns, set them outside their houses. The lanterns are meant to be like the ghost returning <laughs> to the underworld. And when the light That's goes dope. out, it symbolizes that, hey, the ghosts are back now. So, okay, okay, so you're basically putting them to bed. Yeah, you're putting the ghosts to bed. Send them (laughs) off, put them to bed. Okay. There are other examples of this in East Asia, like Bon in Japan, and in Southeast Asia, like Sat Thai in Thailand. Wait, before you get there, I just Mm -hmm. have a quick question. Something I did not realize is that there's ghosts in Buddhism? Yeah, there's suffering souls that did not okay gotcha. they were not either reincarnated okay. or released into okay. yeah okay there are suffering souls that were not reincarnated which means all that smack people talk about all those jokes that people make about getting reincarnated into something quote-unquote bad mm-hmm. because you were bad mm-hmm. those jokes are not i think yeah the worst those are just like the worst suffering really be, bad misrepresentations of what buddhism is yeah i think we kind of do a lot of misrepresentations about Buddhist yeah. thought. But I mean, also there's true. a lot of kinds of Buddhist thought. Yeah. But yeah. In in Laos, there's a festival known as Bunha Kao Parap Din, which usually occurs in August or September. So like late August, early September mm-hmm. each year. And it goes on for two weeks. During this period, it's believed that hungry ghosts are freed from hell <laughs> yes. and enter the world of the living. That's sick. Hakao Parap Din pretty much means to lay packets of rice on the floor. So this is an annual festival during which the people of Laos feed spirits with homemade parcels of food. That's awesome. Reflecting their love, respect, and gratitude for their deceased ancestors and guardians. Everybody's trying to feed these spirits. Dude, there is no holiday about dead ghosts it's that ha- doesn't involve food. The thing is, where does the food go? <laughs> no, it just gets wasted. It's weird. <laughs> That was the whole thing. The whole time I'm like, okay, so that food is on that altar and it's just going to sit there. It's just going to rot. And it does. And then what is the explanation for that? I think it's... They just didn't eat it? Yeah. Maybe maybe they they eat it a different way. (laughs) So every year you try to make your recipe a little bit better. (laughs) You're dead. Why are you so picky? I just need to know. Well, I guess they can be picky because they don't have to eat because they don't have bodies. Yeah, they don't have bodies. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. True. So this holiday occurs at the day of the waning moon, which is believed to be the time when the spirits are released and are free to roam at will. Once again, sounds a lot like Samhain to yeah. me. And it's also recognized as just, it's the right time to feed them. <laughs> I got a lot of this info from several Lao websites, so they're written in really wonderful ways. This is a quote from a website describing this holiday for us non-Lao people. Non-Lao. People believe that the controllers of hell release the spirits on this day, and this happens only once a year. When they are released, the spirits travel to earth and search for the offerings of food that their relatives have prepared and left for them. Most people wake up at 3 a.m. or even earlier because they believe that deceased relatives who have not returned to earth to be born again are detained in a spirit hell and suffering. They also believe that some are wandering the earth and are very hungry because they haven't eaten for a long time. (laughs) and that they need help from relatives, friends, or someone else. 
Some people like to feed spirits that have no families or friends, or those whose relatives didn't transfer merit to them, or to other hungry evil spirits. They also bestow wishes on the spirits in the hmm. hope that they can free themselves of their suffering. Huh. So you're also taking care of spirits that yeah, just, that you know, nobody... Had... orphan spirits. Yeah, orphan spirits. <laughs> no one was taking care of their spirits. I also love the construction of the controllers of hell. Yeah, the controllers of hell. Like, that who are these guys? so fucking metal. <laughs> pinhead? <laughs> <laughs> or... It's just Pinhead and all his friends? It's, it's Pinhead and Payman. <laughs> Uh, and Pazuzu. And so uh, they're just like Samhain and some of these Italian mm. places that you're talking yeah. about. There is a special treat associated with Bun Kao Karap Din. It's Kao Nam Nap, which is a delicious coconut and sticky rice dumpling Ooh. steamed in a small banana leaf. And when I lived there, I ate these all the time during this time Hell of yeah. year. You buy them in the market. They're super cheap. Um, and if I was a ghost returning from the world of the dead... That would be delicious. Yeah, Count I'm not is gonna do just fine. You'd be into that. I'd be like, all right, all right I'm not so it. tortured anymore. It's dope. There's a second festival called Boon Kao Salak, which occurs directly after the conclusion of this festival, and during this period, once again, more food offerings are made to the hungry ghosts. This is all during the period of Buddhist Lent. Yeah. Which is like in the summer to fall mm -hmm. time. We also have the Lao Lantern Festival, which is also called the Candlelight Festival or Festival of Light. And it celebrates the end of Buddhist Lent. So the end okay. of this spooky fall season. <laughs> spooky season's done. The spooky season's done. Festival. It, like many festivals in Laos, is blending together the animist and Buddhist traditions of the country. And it's believed that the ceremony originated as a way to pay homage to the river deities and their spirits. Oh, nice. So spirits, ghosts, all of that shit. What I'm getting here is that this is the same holiday as Samhain. What I'm getting at is everyone believes in ghosts. <laughs> so how come we're not seeing them? <laughs> if ghosts are real, how come they don't eat that's the food? What, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I believe ghosts yeah. are real. Why aren't they eating the food? This is the only proof I have that ghosts don't exist. Is that they don't eat they the don't food? They don't eat the food. But like, you wouldn't need to eat the food, technically. True. Maybe they're just sucking the calories out. You know, they, That'd like, be sick. They, they but then, if I, it. if we, you and I like went and ate that food after, mm -hmm. would all the calories be gone? Yeah, we'd just be eating like not. It would be it like, would be like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there'd be no energy in it. <laughs> I don't know. I love this is very. I love how this is very sound science. Yeah, I, it's I, good. I, I'm a scientist. Yeah, I know you are. That's why I ask you these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a good answer to them. <laughs> okay, so but for just sort of like rounding out our conversation. I asked Stacy, my partner, mm -hmm. just for anybody who doesn't know that, you know that. I don't know. I don't know why I said it like that because mm -hmm. it seems like you don't know it, but you yeah, do know I, it. Yeah, I do. Anyway, yeah, I it's sort of strange. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I asked her, she's from Haiti, so I asked her about Halloween in Haiti, and obviously they don't really do that. That's not a thing. They don't have the Halloween traditions that we have in the U.S., just like we were describing Italy Ireland, Southeast Asia, and East Asia. They don't really do the, those things. She told me that people might celebrate Fet Gede, which is the Haitian Day of the Dead. So mm. they have a lot of similar traditions, visiting the cemetery, going, having festivals, offering like food sacrifice. I want to call it like food sacrifices because that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Also like a lot of flowers and things like that. I looked that up on the internet to see some images of that. 
But it's not a nationwide... I mean, obviously, All Souls Day and All Saints Day are holidays in Haiti because it's a Catholic country. But it's not like a nationwide thing where everybody's stopping what they're doing to like celebrate these mm-hmm. to, to, to celebrate Fet Gay Day. This is something you still got to go to work that day. You got to go to work that That's day. Yeah, it's not like Mexico or Italy. And Fet Gay Day is usually associated is is associated with sorry not usually associated but is associated with voodoo. So like not everybody is celebrating it either. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. But. Stacy did tell me one very funny thing that happened every year on the weekend of Halloween. She went to a private school that was staffed and run by nuns. And they would have these, like, Friday movie nights. This is how she described it to me. They would have these Friday movie nights where kids would put on movies for other kids. And they would charge admission mm-hmm. at the school. So it was a way for the classes, particularly the senior class, or their version of the senior class, because they don't delineate classes that way, but their version of the senior class to raise money for their events that they throw at the school. This was a weekly thing, but on Halloween weekend, she told me, these kids somehow got away with showing pretty graphic and gory horror movies, even though it was an all-ages event. Nice. So (laughs) So these kids were just absolutely scarred. (laughs) Yes, which like like Stacy describes, you know, she remembers them showing... Specifically, she mentioned Blade, which wasn't the thing that scarred her, but she remember she remembers Blade them showing was Blade. Pretty hardcore, yeah, it was pretty hardcore. Or it was Blade Two. Sorry, it was not Blade uh, One. It was Blade Two. They showed Blade Two, which is the Guillermo del Toro one, so it's a little still a little mm-hmm. gory. And the 2005 version of the Amityville Horror, wow, which scared the crap that out of scared, her. That scared me. Yeah, bad, that scared all, all of us. We talked about it yeah. on another episode. Yeah, it was pretty scary, and that scared the crap out of her. She ended up sleeping in her cousin's room that night. It's a cute story, but I just think it's very funny because she says she has no idea how they got these movies past the people in charge of the school because usually they just played shit like 13 going on 30, mm-hmm. just like easy things for all ages to watch and something about Halloween weekend. Those nuns got crazy. <laughs> no, it was like the kids that picked the movies, Yeah, but they got them past the nuns anyway. The, nun, the nuns and, were like, it's, you know, one night of the year. Yeah, they're like, we're going to give them this one time. Yeah. Catholicism yeah. is spooky as fuck. It so, is. You Catholicism know. is scary, which we don't talk about enough. Um, <laughs> Catholicism is both the gayest thing and the scariest thing. <laughs> but, but, but I just thought it was funny because it was like a real attempt at celebrating Halloween in a way that they probably saw other teenagers celebrating Halloween mm-hmm. on the shows and stuff that they watched. And it's like they didn't go all in, but they went in on this thing that is kind of big in a sense of like you're showing a younger kids these like movies that are potential that are potentially really scary for mm-hmm. them instead of adopting like the trick or treat or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Let's you know, go fucking so hard. I think it's funny how kids think like teenagers think like this is okay, but like this other thing. We're not going to do this other thing, but we're going to do this really like freaky thing yeah. instead. And so that's what they did. But I just I just thought it was a funny story because she said it a couple of times. And just every time she's describing the situation, I'm like, wow, they really, they just were doing whatever they wanted. Yeah. I mean, nobody one said night anything. of the year. One it's night a of night of year, mischief, yeah. It is folks. a night of mischief. So I guess it kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I guess it makes sense. It worked out. The spirits were... Like working in their favor. Yes, the spirits. The spirits of spooky movies. <laughs> the spirits of spooky movies. So, I yeah. asked Karimi about it, my girlfriend, yes. and uh, she was like, 
we wouldn't do that in Kenya. That's like <laughs> devil worship. Yeah. And I looked up a couple articles and like the articles from Kenyan newspapers were like, is your child going to worship the devil on oh, Halloween? Shit. I was like, oh shit. All right. They really Damn. are. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they're really taking that. <laughs> Man, that, Protest- that, other ty- that Protestant shit is yeah. serious over there. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> too bad god that is too bad it's just spooky fun folks it's just fun (laughs) (laughs) it's just fun there's no devil yeah i mean i guess you could worship the devil there's the controllers of hell (laughs) yeah just controllers of hell different guys The controllers of hell are benign, actually. Yeah, they just control They just it. control the gate. They just have like that's a latch. It. Yeah, that that's pull. it. They don't really do anything. <laughs> the controllers of hell. Oh, it's man. just a guy. That one's going to come up because yeah. I love that. Ugh, controllers of hell. I'm a controller. Uh, anyway, thank you, brother, for doing your research that you did. Uh, thank you for doing your research. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad brother. we got to explore our ancestry. Yes. A little bit. This is good. Next time we have to see, or next year we have to do Portugal. Mm. <laughs> Although they probably right. just do the same shit. Yeah, they definitely do. Right? They're <laughs> Catholics. Like everyone yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the other thing is that like the Catholic countries, I think share similar stuff. But as you're pointing out, also like in South East Asia and East Asia, they have this idea that like this, the fall time means something in regards to like celebrating the past and celebrating the dead yeah so i would imagine that also around the same time like probably other indigenous cultures like Mm pre-colonial times they had similar ideas about like what the fall means and they probably had some celebrations that are like not you know they're not related to catholicism not related to like anything else it's just Mm -hmm. That time of year has led to this thing. We it have makes to do perfect some sense. More research, but we'll save that yeah. for next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you have like bounty for the harvest, so you're able to offer right. things to the dead. You have like in deciduous environments, leaves are falling, things are literally dying in front of you. So like yeah. your relationship to death feels a lot closer. Yeah, you feel closer. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. It's very and cool. I love it. And it is like all throughout East and Southeast Asia, whether it's like Buddhism, Taoism, or Shintoism, yeah. it's all. All of them are doing some sort of, yeah. like, ancestor worship, dead ghost shit. Yeah, I love the idea of connecting, like, the death of the land with, like, your own, like, biological past, essentially. You need to do more doing. of that. Yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. All right, well, I'm Steph Rubino. I'm Renan Walsh. Thanks for listening, We'll see freaks. you next time. Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs>